The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister and the Director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derry B. Wells, Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I'm in the midst of a series titled Exploring the Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And one of the things that I'm trying to get across with this particular series is how to get in the flow, how to be in the space of non resistance how to be a person that allows yourself to be a conduit through which spirit can bless not only you, but the world with the gifts of spirit, with the peace, with the love, with the joy, with the health, with the prosperity, with the wisdom, with the understanding. We're all created in the image and likeness of God. However, the image and likeness of God that we are will demonstrate up to our level of understanding because as Emmett Fox once wrote, there is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So today I'm in chapter nine of the book, The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And this chapter is, it is my intention to be authentic and peaceful with all of my relatives. Again, it is my intention to be authentic and peaceful with all of my relatives. And, you know, he starts it off with a joke. I don't know if people recognize that it's a joke, but it really is because I've heard him say this live, meaning Dr. Wayne Dyer. He wrote, your friends are God's way of apologizing for your relatives. And, you know, this is a joke, but when it's all said and done, I think what he's trying to get across is something rather simple, which is you want to be in the space to where you recognize that you have a right to choose who's around you, who you commit your time, talent, and treasure to, you have a right to to peace and harmony and all the other good things of life. Just be mindful of that. All right, so he starts off by saying, somehow we allow the expectations and demands of our family members to be the source of so much unhappiness and stress. When what we want is to be authentically ourselves and at peace with our relative. I think just in general, as people are growing spiritually, the more you grow spiritually, the more you want peace in your life. You don't want unnecessary conflict. I'm not a person who believes conflict is bad, by the way. I think sometimes conflict is a part of growth. However, there is a difference between conflict that leads to growth and just a a whole bunch of unnecessary chaos and drama in your life. I'm not for any of the chaos and drama. Because if it's not leading me to growth, 
if it's not helping me be who I need to be and somebody else be who they need to be, then, you know, I'm praying about why I'm in it in the first place. Okay, Lord, what lesson do I need to learn from this? Because I, I teach you always your own experience. Okay, there's a lesson for me in this. Let me get this lesson. Lesson. Let me get this blessing and let me get to moving out of this situation. So I don't believe in just staying around for staying around for almost anything. And I believe in letting people be free, even free enough to fall on their faces if that's what's necessary at times. You know, there's, you know, those who are in the spiritual world who doesn't believe that we should ever let people have the consequences of their choices. But I don't believe that's freedom. Now, that doesn't mean you don't help people, obviously. That don't mean you don't help people who are in need. I'm not saying any of those things. Show up as God is leading you to show up as love, as compassion, as grace, or as Jesus said, what you've done to the least of these, my brethren, or what you haven't done to the least of these, my brethren. But you also got to recognize the same man who said, what you have not done for the least of these, my brethren, you haven't done it uh, for me, and who also said, what you have done for the least of these, my brethren, you have done for me, is also the man who said to his disciples, when you go to the to a home and they don't welcome you, shake the dust off of your feet. In other words, leave, don't look back, and don't concern yourself to in, in trying to go into places where you're not welcome or when people are not receptive to who you are. That's okay. The same man also said, cast not your pearls before swine and don't rend or give unto dogs what is holy. He was not calling people pigs and dogs. What he was saying is, for those who don't know how to appreciate you, uh, you should be okay with allowing them to live their lives the way they need to live them without you being around. So it's interesting at times that uh, we don't always take a big picture look at, you know, historical figures like Jesus or whoever the, your spiritual leader person is that you follow and really get a, 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 a larger context of what they're saying. I'm a big believer in not casting my pearls before swines and giving uh, what is holy unto dogs. Why? Because a pig and a dog won't know that a pearl is valuable or something else is valuable. They have no way to comprehend that. And if a person's functioning at a low level of consciousness, they might not be able to comprehend their own value, let alone yours. All right. So let me get back to the book. So he wrote, being peaceful and authentic can define your relationship with your relatives. First, though, you may have to assess your relationship with the closest relative of all, you. So let me just stop there for a moment. Because, again, I teach that you are always your own experience. Which means that the universal law of mind goes forth to create and prepare a place for you based upon your own dominant states of belief your own dominant states of consciousness, your own beliefs, your own mental patterns, your own paradigm, your own context, and also what you have accepted as a part of the collective paradigm, meaning, you know, race, gender, age, religion, nationality, uh, uh, political affiliation. There's all other things that go into the gumbo mix that, I, that we call consciousness. 
not to mention whatever soul lessons that your subconscious mind is drawing to you for you to grow. So when you put all of that stuff in together, you are always your own experience. You are the common denominator in all of your experiences. Therefore, the person you need to understand and make peace with before you make peace with anyone else is yourself. The person you have to love up is yourself. The person you have to stop talking about is yourself. The person you need to forgive first is yourself. The person that you need to give a little grace to is yourself. The person that you need to stop having inner conversations about that are negative is yourself. This is the process. Because if I meet no one but me, then I'm going to meet the various aspects of me in the people, places, and things in my life. And if I'm not clear about who I am, if I'm not clear about how I love me, if I'm not clear about what I need to do for my own soul health, for my own soul growth, for my own soul peace, then I will start to project and blame that on other people. If I'm too blind to see what I need to do for me, then most likely I'm too blind to see what I need to do for someone else. Now, this doesn't mean that you won't have relatives that uh, might require some distance from you. You know, in, in this modern society with, you know, people who are, uh, you know, addicted to drugs, to crack and the heroin and crystal meth, the alcohol abuse and all different types of things or people who are violent uh, mentally or physically, verbally. Uh, those people might not need to be around you. And it's not for me to say whether a person should be around you or not. I've just made the decision for myself that I just don't want that energy around me at all. I have some general rules when it comes to anybody. If I can't trust you, one, you can never come in my house if I don't trust you. If I have to watch you, that's my motto. If I have to watch you, I don't want you in my space. Just off general principle. I'm not engaging in other people's self-created drama because they don't want to deal with their addiction or habits that are destructive. That's just my perspective. Now, does that mean that I won't feed somebody or help somebody, whatever? I'll do as spirit leads me. But as a general rule, I've just become non-resistant to it. So somebody can, you know... You know, say the sky's falling like Chicken Little. And for me, I'm at peace because somebody else's urgency does not have to become my emergency. Now, I know this is, isn't how Wayne Dyer is teaching it in this chapter, but this is exploring it, not just teaching what he taught, but also giving my point of view. And I think it's important for me to say, regardless of what any spiritual teacher tells you, that you have a right to the feeling of safety. And when you don't feel safe around a person, yes, you can do your work to get to the space of courage and strength and non-resistance and forgiveness, but you don't have to do that while you are encountering and experiencing 
pain with another individual just because they're family. I think it's really important for that just to be acknowledged because it's easy to say, this is what you should be doing with your life when it's not your life. And I don't care who it is, me, any other minister, teachers, guru, you know, priest, monk, man, rabbi, life coach, motivational teacher. It's easy to say. Now, I believe success leaves clue without a shadow of a doubt. But I also want to let you know that I stand on the truth that God's intuitive guidance is within you. And when something doesn't feel right, don't try to always talk yourself out of it. Oh, I'm just, be- I'm just being fearful. Not always. Sometimes it's saying to you, leave that person alone. Don't go there. Don't invest in that. Don't show up here. Uh, leave those people alone. I just want you to be present to that. All right, and I haven't even gotten past page 163, but it's important for you to recognize that how you deal with relatives is like how you deal with anything else. You can deal with it as a centered spiritual being or a human being that's guided by your emotional pain, your uh, perspectives that have been given to you by other people. By what the media says, what, you know, the news is saying, you know, the sky is falling again. You get to decide, choose you this day whom you will serve. That's a part of the process. All right, back to the book. He wrote, how you, how others treat you, you'll discover has a lot to do with how you treat yourself and thereby teach others to treat you. Now, I'm a big believer in this. I believe that we teach people how to treat us. How we show up matters. People observe. How do you let other people talk to you? How do you, uh, when things don't go right, do you just leave it unaddressed? You know, I'm one of those people who will always say something when I don't think something is right. If I'm customer service and it's not right, I don't have to be ignorant, but I'm going to address this food's not right. This service isn't right. Uh, my expectation was this and it wasn't met. I think that that can be done peacefully. I think it can be done harmoniously, but it can still be done with great intention because We teach people, and more importantly, we're teaching ourselves how to be treated. So when we get poor service or mistreatment or people don't keep their word with us and we allow it to keep uh, happening, we're teaching people how to treat us. I really want that to land. We're teaching people how to treat us. Now, page 164, you get treated the way you teach others to treat you, which I pretty much talked about already. But he has a statement here that I think is that's very powerful. He wrote, say to yourself, I've taught all these people how to treat. He wrote, say to yourself, I've taught all these people how to treat me. 
as a result of my willingness to make their opinions of me more important than my own. Again, say to yourself, I've taught all these people how to treat me as a result of my willingness to make their opinions of me more important than my own. So the question is this. When somebody else's agenda, when somebody else's intention, when somebody else's belief, when somebody else's ways of being are dominating how you show up, then you're lost in the maze of somebody else's personality. When you're afraid to speak up, when you don't share your opinion, when you don't create healthy boundaries, you're stuck in the maze of someone else's personality. There's some strong personalities out there, very manipulative, persuasive, engaging, magnetic. But I'm saying don't get lost in somebody else's personality, even if they're family. I know it's harder when it's family, but these are sometimes the hard lessons we have to learn if we want to be able to, to live healthy, happy, and prosperous lives. Because there's nothing that'll teach you better than something that is directly close to you. I've had to deal with this with my own family many times. Uh, people who've had substance abuse issues where I had to create boundaries. Or people who had um, lifestyle that I didn't feel as though was healthy for either me or my branch of the family, you know, or my wife or my daughter, et cetera. It's important. Now, no judgment. People are free to be who they need to be. But it also means I'm free to be who I need to be. Because guess what? When people are showing up in ways that are uh, potentially destructive for them or destructive or problematic for people around them, they don't really care how they're showing up. So I'm not going to care how I show up. I'm going to show up authentically as me and that which I can get in tune with, that which I can vibe with, I will. And that which I won't, I unapologetically step away and disengage. Now, again, I recognize as you're reading this chapter, you might say, this isn't how Dr. Wayne Dyer is teaching it. And I get it. He's, you know, he's more, you know, you got to know yourself you know, your mind and being non-resistant. But I, I feel as though it's necessary to cre create some baseline <clears throat> because this might not have been his experience. I have to teach from my soul experience just like he teaches from his. And from my soul experience, what I've discovered, and I'm saying if it works for you, great. And if it doesn't, put it down, leave it alone. But what I've discovered is this. One of the best things I've ever done for myself is set healthy boundaries. Therefore, I move with integrity and people know that if certain things are going on, I'm not around. Period. And I still love them. And I will walk in the house and walk right back out. Even if it took me 45 minutes or an hour to get there, it doesn't make a difference. And that could be relatives. It could be the old neighborhood. It could be. Anything that I don't feel I have any spiritual business being there, 
Now, if I'm being led to be there for a specific thing, I'm going to do that specific thing. And then I'm going to leave because I don't feel that it's necessary for me to be anywhere that I feel is uh, conflicting with my expectation of the life I desire. You get to make that same choice. And no choice is a choice. No choice is a choice. I'm going to take this quick break. But before we do that, I want to um, remind you that I'm seeking to become number one on Google under the top name Truth Transforms. So right now, when you Google Truth Transforms, some other stuff pops up that wasn't just me. When I was on Unity Online Radio, I was always the whole first page, basically. And since I moved over to different platforms, you know, that's changed. And now we have some new web addresses. So we had one uh, web address for this show, and now it's a new one. So if you could go to the mindbodyspirit.fm page, go to my page, which is Truth Transforms, save it, and then just daily, just once a day, open it. Once a day, open it. What it'll do, it will put this podcast right in front of more people, and eventually I'll start to slow climb back up to number one. Hopefully it won't be that slow. Hopefully it'll be the fast climb back up to number one. Again, go to the mindbodyspirit.fm page, find my page, True Transforms, save it, and just click on it once a day. If you do that for 60 days, then when people are looking for something that will transform their lives, I'll pop right up. That's my point. Uh, so I want to make sure that we have that space. Um, you know, that we're doing different things. You know, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I have this podcast, I have other podcasts I'm doing, or one on relationships uh, with the Five F's to Love crew, uh, called, uh, the Matter Behind Relationships. I'm doing stuff with uh, men panels, talking real men talk type panels, also with the Five F's to Love group. And I'm just trying to get this message out. So whether it's this platform or I'm teaching my class in the Johnny Coleman Institute, which is the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, which is closed right now. Um, but, you know, because, you know, I, I'm already, already too many weeks in. But just in general, or teaching on Facebook for Christ Universal Temple, or teaching lessons for sermon lessons for Christ Universal Temple, or preaching for other churches in person or on Zoom, I'm trying to get this message out. Trying to get this message that God gave me that I learned from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman and her team. And and did the work because it works if you work it, as she used to say. And now that, I, that I've done some level of work, and I'm far from finished. God knows. But I want to make sure that I'm sharing and giving that which I now understand and can teach. So uh, help me get this message out. If uh, You can download the mindbodyspirit.fm app if you want to listen to it that way. Share it, share the lessons on your social media. Uh, text people the lessons that you think will be open and receptive to the lesson. If you can just bring them to me, I will do my best to teach them how to apply spiritual principles to daily life. So I'm, I'm relying on you. We'll be right back with Truth Transform. 
Welcome back to Truth Transformed. So again, I'm in the process of teaching Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention, and I'm teaching chapter nine. It is my intention to be authentic and peaceful with all of my relatives. So let me uh, give a few more points here. The first thing is your family relationships are in your mind. Now, this is key because every person that you engage with, you have a you have a perception of them. Years ago, I was teaching your thought about God is not God. Well, let me just say this. Your thought about everybody in your life is not the person. It's your thought about them. Now, your thought could be exceptionally, factually accurate, but it's not total. So you have to recognize that you aren't just encountering people. You're primarily encountering your thought about the person, your feelings about the person, your beliefs about the person. All right. All right. So he wrote it this way. In order to change the nature of family relationships, you have to change your mind about them and do a somersault into the inconceivable. And what is the inconceivable? It's the idea that you are the source of the anguish in your relationships rather than the individual whom you've pegged as the most outrageous, the most despicable, or the most infuriating. In other words, you're always your own experience. So that person can't make you mad. You make you mad. Now, the question comes into play is because of your level of engagement, your level of expectation, your belief in the person allows you uh, to to descend into these raw emotions that frustrate you. But, you know, one of the things that I'll say to myself at times, not that saying that this is factually true, but this is one of the ways in which I help myself process. I'll say something simple like, they just don't have the capacity to do it. It's like asking a five-year-old to pay rent. Like asking a five-year-old for their part on the mortgage, like asking a five-year-old for gas money. They just don't have the understanding. They're not at the state of consciousness to where they can do better. This is where they are. And I can frustrate myself by wanting them to be somebody that they're not. Or I can just be at peace and accept that this is where they are, even if I'm praying for them to do better, even if I'm praying that the eyes be awakened, I accept this is where they are. And therefore, my expectation shows up differently. Now, just because I say that, it does not mean, again, that that means I allow that person to be in my space. It just means that the energy of non-resistance has now showed up, and I'm not resistant to how you're showing up. I'm choosing to be truth in the midst of the experience. All right. Okay. Then he wrote, page 166, changing your mind is changing your relationship. Now, this is key. All right. He wrote, no one is capable of making you upset without your consent. And you've given your consent too frequently in the past. All right. Now, And then he talks about how do you bring love to low energy? So when people are in their space, how can you show up as love? When people show up at the level that you of consciousness that you might discern as ignorance, how do you show up as love? One of the things that I had to learn 
was that I didn't need to always correct people. I show, I'll just show up as the tr- authentically as much as I can as love, peace, harmony, joy, and understanding. And when people are saying stuff around me, I don't always have to course correct them. Now, that doesn't mean I stay. I can think of a particular situation where I had a relative who was um, talking about some, you know, uh, sexual encounters. And my daughter was a child still in elementary school. So instead of saying, hey, man, what you doing, man? Don't you see my daughter here? I just said, come on, Angel, time to go. And I said, y'all take care now. Wave to the family and got in my car and left. No need to even show up as resistant. Because here's the thing. Uh, We just have to be more mindful. We just have to be more mindful. You know, you know, so, yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's that's freedom without needing to parent another adult. That doesn't mean that uh, I can't share an opinion or we're all talking about a subject. I'll talk about it. But but I think we all know the difference between sharing an opinion and course correcting someone. It's a big difference. All right. Then he said, uh, he said, before family get togethers, I remind myself that I am what I choose to be in any and all circumstances. And I choose to be authentically peaceful and have a good time. Then he talks about a few steps that I'm only going to cover uh, a little bit. He talked about step one, identify your intention verbally and in writing and develop a yearning for it. In other words, first of all, get your mind clear. And when you write something down, it clears your mind. It helps you get clear about what you need to do, okay? So as you write it down, what is my intention when I'm dealing with these relatives or this problematic family person, family friend or coworker or whatever? Get clear with your thoughts about it. Write it down. Put it in your phone. Write it down on a piece of paper. Whatever you need to do uh, that's just privately for you, not to share with the person, but just to create your own intention. Number two. Intend for all your relatives what you intend for yourself, all right? You want grace, give grace. You want peace, give peace. You want love, give love, et cetera. But but I also believe that means you give them freedom because you want freedom. Freedom to show up the way they choose to be, just like you want freedom to show up the way you want to show up. And that's why if a person shows up in a way that I don't agree with, instead of trying to fight that, I recognize that's a part of their freedom. And I love freedom. I don't want people telling me what I can and can't say and can and can't go and do it, et cetera. Now, as a part of a civil society, we know we have rules and all of those type of things. I'm not talking about speeding or violating civil law and you're going to jail and stuff like that. I'm just talking about just in general freedom, the freedom to choose. Number three, be the peace you are seeking from others. This is important. Again, you got to show up as peace if you want peace. All right. You know, and I'm not just and I'm not just talking about uh, verbally. I'm also talking about physically, your body language, energetically. Are you showing up as peace? Do you have the intention of peace? Number four, match up with the seven faces of intention. And I've talked the seven faces of intention many times already. So you can go back and look at that chapter in particular to see how that shows up. 
Number five, review all the obstacles that have been erected on your path to familial peace. In other words, he says, examine your energy level for your tendency to react to lower energies with more of the same and give your ego a reminder that you will no longer opt to be offended or need to be right in these relationships. Key. That's key. All right. See how you're showing up in the space because you could be the trigger. Because a victimized always needs a victim. And if you're playing the victim, then they have to play their role. Step six, act as if. He says, begin the process of acting as if what you intend to manifest is already true. I think that explains itself. Number seven, detach from the outcome. Again, this is let go and let God. Give people the freedom and recognize it's not your, your job to convince, convert, or coerce anyone. It's your job to present the truth, show up as truth, and you let God do the rest. Step eight, affirm. I attract only peace into my life. This is something he says, he says to himself all the time, or used to because he made his transition. I attract only peace into my life. Now, just think about it. You just keep showing up as I attract only peace in my life. That means at the grocery store, at the airport. That means at the movie theaters. That means at the restaurant. That means at the family gatherings. That means at the DMV. I attract only peace into my life. And the more you can accept it, the more God's grace, or as he's saying, the power of intention can show up as that in your life. But you have to choose it. And he says, um, he also has a statement from A Course of Miracles. I can choose peace rather than this. Step nine, hold no grudges and practice forgiveness. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in what Gerald Jampolsky wrote. Forgiveness means giving up all hopes for a better past. Nothing has to be changed for you to be free. Nothing. Forgiveness is the liquid plumber of the soul. Step 10, be in a state of gratitude. I'm a big believer in the attitude of gratitude. I'm a big believer in it. So I just want you just to be mindful of it. Next week, we're going to be talking about chapter 10. It is my intention to feel successful and attract abundance into my life. Now, uh, just stay in tune. We're gonna, we got, I have more projects and other things that are coming down the pike. I'm going to share on this podcast. It's my way of speaking out to the world, whether it's other things I'm going to be on, speaking engagements, uh, other podcasts I'm be on or hosting myself, uh, classes, things that are going on at the, uh, Christ Universal Temple and the UFBL, et cetera. I'm continue having great interviews in between these lessons. I want to make sure you have what you need to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. So with that understanding, I'll be with you next week with Truth Transform. God bless you.
I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.